Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And you better be relieved this book is a damn shame. (laughs) What? (laughs) You better be relieved this book is a damn shame. (laughs) Should I say it one more time? Hold on. Let me. No. You better be relieved. (laughs) Should I say better be, be, better be relieved. You better be relieved this book is a damn shame. I'm Anna. (laughs) Okay. So I'm Em. Let's unpack it. Yeah. Okay. So I I was, okay. I read the right book, right? You were saying. This is the one about, Yes, you did. But, and I got the damn part, but I thought you were saying you better be relieved this book is a damn shame. And I was like, why would that be a relieving thing? I didn't get that you were saying Beaver Lee. Yeah, you better which... become a Beaver <laughs> I do appreciate the punnage now. Thank you. <laughs> it took me a minute to get there. Ah, <laughs> uh, very proud of that one. We had an animorphs book. This there's week. fucking beavers in um, it. <laughs> there's beavers and dams in it. That's that's why the joke works. Yeah. Uh, it was called the resistance resistance yes um and it was a jake pov and i guess we kind of already know what you think yeah not a fan what did you think eh, it wasn't the worst ever it was different i will say it it certainly stood out I just it certainly differentiated itself from the pack in terms of its writing and content yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I like it. I don't. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I, this book, we leave off the previous book to this. Axe is flying a fighter jet with Visser 2 to go blow up the Yerk pool in all of San Francisco, essentially. And that book ends with Visser 2 confronting Axe and being like, could you really have done it? And, And Axe being like, I don't know. And then, and then I guess they just go yeah, home. And then just like what? A week later, and Jake's like, "I have to clean the basement." What is going on? There's no momentum anymore. We're yeah. I definitely felt the lack of momentum in this one for multiple reasons, both in regards to the series and in the book itself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this one, like I said, it stands out because it does take an interesting. Um, path in that (laughs) I guess the word count was just too low because this is the first book in this series where um, half of the book is from the POV of an Animorph and half of the book is from that Animorph's great 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 uncle or some shit during Civil War times and just kind of telling us a story about Civil War times so Wild. And it, it's, it's crazy. Okay, so, like, we're introduced to this character because, as we all remember, Grandpa G, which stands for Great Grandpa, <laughs> mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. died and left Jake this as part of his inheritance. Inheritance. And yeah. it is a bunch of Civil War artifacts in this diary written by the great, great, great uncle. 
But, like, he already had a scene where he was left a thing by his yes. grandfather. It was the knife. Yes. So it's real wild that it was like, and here's a second thing. And it, it was down so. in the basement. Yes. So sus. Because Jake was like, it was just here hiding in the basement that I was cleaning. I don't know why I wasn't given this earlier. Like, the author was just like, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I think they, they hand wave it as, like, maybe mom was saving it for a Christmas or present. Or birthday or something, like, 18th birthday. I don't... Why? Wild. Yes. Why would you do that? Yes. There's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just knew as soon as that diary showed up, I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> well, and the thing is, you could have written... <sighs> okay, I'm frustrated. You could have written <laughs> I this too. book. You could have written this book and had it have been Jake and his chapters uh-huh. and being like, here is what we are doing. And then him reading the diary yes. and reading like Snippets in a diary, diary format what is going on. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's like Jake chapter from Jake's point of view. And then once it goes to the other dude's point of view, there is a little bit of the diary at first, but then it is very clearly not the diary. It's like, oh, I'm thinking or like I'm starting to keep a diary. This is I put my diary away. So it's not like he is writing this as a diary entry. This is just his point of view. So if we are to believe that this the meta text of Animorphs has always been like this is communications from these Animorphs that is being sent to Uh us. How did we get this dude's POV? Where's it coming from? How did it arrive? Magic. I, it just it Civil completely War breaks magic. the whole fucking series. Like, what are we doing? Ugh. And it would be different, like, if it was a character that we had been introduced to before. But this is just, like, some rando. They were really clearly pushing for a very certain narrative to draw parallels to the current story, which I have a lot of thoughts on about that. I have a feeling I know what your thoughts are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the parallels we're drawing between liberated slaves and <laughs> pork vigiers. My one one thought with this. Well, let's, let's put yes, it in that way. I will come to you later. Because I, I do have a thought. I think it was clumsily handled. But I, I think that might have been trying to draw a different parallel. But I'm not mm, sure. Mm, mm. But we can discuss There's later. a lot. The vibes <laughs> I got from the Civil War chapters, I was like, mm, Terrible. Mm, this is Terrible. Not, not good. Mm, no mm. good. <laughs> I mean, again, it was the aughts. Yes, yes. I just don't know. I just don't know that I need a book about it. I, I even, like, I ran it past Michael. I was like, hey, am I being overly sensitive to this topic at hand? And he was like, no, that <laughs> does sound a little whack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, again, this came out. This was published in the year 2000. There wasn't really a... Well, I mean, there was a need, but not really a call out for like, hey, every middle grade series needs to have, you know, critical race theory in it. But Mm. also like coupled with the fact that we get we have two characters in this series, Marco and Cassie, who Mm -hmm. are both people of color, but are totally whitewashed the whole time, except for like one instance in a Megamorphs book where someone was racist towards Cassie in the 1940s. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Racism stopped existing after 1968, mm-hmm. Anna. Y2K duh. wiped it out. 
Oh, Jesus. So anyway, let's just get into this one, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So I've divided it. We're just going to talk about the Jake stuff. And then after we talk about the Jake stuff, we'll talk about the Civil War stuff. Because I feel like that's okay, the one cool. we'll have a lot more commentary Easier than on. going back and forth. <laughs> so um, some time has passed since the air carrier incident. Don't know how much time. All momentum has been lost. Jake is literally just in his basement cleaning it. That's how, that's how much stuff they've got going on right now after this very public announcement by the Yerks that they are here to take control. <laughs> Which can we talk about... The fact that Jake's mom is like, Jake, go clean Clean up the the basement. basement. Clean the whole basement for me um, so we can have a cool rec room or something done there. By tomorrow. And then he goes... (laughs) He right, and he goes down, and he like starts sorting through stuff, and it's like his mom's financial papers. Yes, he's like, I I guess this goes in a box called mom. (laughs) Why are those down there? And why are you having your thirteen to fifteen year old handle it? Like I don't understand. And then he has a really like somber moment where he sees like an old artwork or like achievement of Tom's, and he's gonna make a box named Tom, and then he decides to just label it trash instead because he no longer has a brother. Which, can I just say, if Tom wasn't a Yerk, that would be a really good I was going to say, like, that's to hilarious, just, though. Just be like... <laughs> oh. Ugh. The power goes out because there's a storm, and then, like, a tree branch comes and breaks a window. So I guess it's a good thing they're getting a renovation. Um, but Jake, like, goes upstairs, and Tom is just silently sitting there at the table, and Jake gets up there, and he's like, hey, want to help me clean this basement? Lots of cool stuff down there. And Tom's like, no. There's work to be done. And then he just fucking leaves. <laughs> like, why was this included? <laughs> right, because I thought that that was going to be the plot, that, like, yes. Tom was finally, like, defecting full, going, like, full year, going to go hang out with the other Yerks, and the Yerks were going to be like, we're Yerks now. What up? But then yeah. I was like, no, we're not doing that. So I was like, what? Maybe this is setting up something later. I don't know. I don't know either. I was expecting this to be the Tom and Jake's showdown, though, because we are running out of books for that to happen. Mm. Yep. So Jake finds this box of shit from Civil War times, finds the diary. He, like, reads a page of it, and he's like, that was a different war a long time ago, um, and then leaves. Mm. Because, I, I don't know, mom gets home maybe. Anyway, he gets a call at like 4 a.m. I have a lot of questions about how these teens are calling each other's houses at all hours of the night and not having a parent yell even once about it. I think it's 5.45 a.m. because I specifically specifically took note of that and was like, yeah, my brothers got up at that time for their mm. like before school activities because they did like water polo in the morning because they were uh-huh. swim nerds nerds huh? says the theater nerd uh, was marching band <laughs> right like why am i making fun of them <laughs> i think that that might be like especially because cassie's like oh i i have to get up to feed the animals or whatever like in case tom is listening so i guess if their parents complain they could be like oh sorry cassie gets up early she must have forgotten <laughs> cassie know. doesn't know how to tell time i'm sorry cassie's parents. barely a person <laughs> Cassie is just, if you put morals in a body. (laughs) Cassie is an animal-loving sack of flour in a pair of overalls, so I don't really know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) she calls, and she's like, yo, Toby has something to say 
like she says it secretly, but she drops the code word Toby, which Jake is like, oh, yes, Toby, the Hork-Bajir, there's something wrong. Flies out to figure out what it is. Essentially, the Hork-Bajir went on a rescue mission, the free Hork-Bajir. They went on a rescue mission to a known New York facility to try and liberate some other Hork-Bajir. They rescued four of them, but then one of the free Hork-Bajir was recaptured. And they're so, pretty, you know, they're still plus three Hork-Bajir. Yeah, Not so bad. net positive. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty sure that that Hork-Bajir, though, is going to get yerked up and then come rat them out. So they are like, we are showing up our defenses. We're going to stay and fight. Um, my thing here is, Jake is it's, like, no, don't fight. You're going to lose. Just go fucking hide. My thing about this, though, is, Jake, this Hork-Bajir surely knows your identity. And if he doesn't know your identity, he surely knows that Marco's parents are alive and fucking living with them, including Marco. So Marco, who's been living with the 60-odd Hork-Bajir, like, <laughs> be more concerned about, go rescue that Hork-Bajir or kill him or something, because, like, you cannot let that knowledge get out. And Jake is like, no, just go, just go away, guys. Just hide. This is a losing battle. Counterpoint, the Hork-Bajir are in canon. Very, very dumb. This is true. <laughs> so the Yerk in his head would be like, who are the Bandalites? And the Hork-Bajir would be like, I don't know. What? That what word a, means nothing. What is a Vandal? What is a... I don't understand. Is tree? The, is it a tree? Can I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> like he can lead them back because that's where all the good trees are. But that's true. These trees smell familiar to him or feel mm-hmm. familiar, whatever it is. I don't know what senses Hork-Bajir have, to be honest. <laughs> They're aliens. Who knows? <laughs> At least taste. <laughs> probably. Probably. Although, well, Andalites eat without tasting. So mm, unless their taste buds are in their feet, in which case they're always tasting. They're always, but I mean, Axe goes real crazy for taste. That's so true. I feel like, yeah, I feel so like probably, that's a new sensation. Yeah. Food is just fuel to Andalites. They don't care. They just want the cal- calories so they can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have the energy they need to fight Yerks. Sad existence. So the Hork-Bajir is a whole vote to stay and fight. And Jake's like, y'all are going to die, but the others are guilting me into staying and helping you. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> they're, they know they're vastly outnumbered. They're going to be outgunned, but they decide to make some spears and dig holes in the ground and shit, I guess. And there's like, there's some discussion here of like, where can the hork go if and when they lose the valley? And some of the Animorphs are like, well, maybe they can live with and or near humans. And others are like, no, that's dumb because the humans will kill or oppress them. (laughs) Also, though, okay, so, like, they are big salad spinners. Yes. So you can't just... You can't, can't just, just move in next door. <laughs> right. You can't just put them in a sundress and a floppy hat and be like, oh, this is your new neighbor, Mrs. Johnson. Like, <laughs> they're all Mrs. Johnson. They can't remember any other names. <laughs> people are going to notice that their new neighbor is, you know, made of knives. So, yes. And they're like, oh, they could move nearby to, like, I guess the woods, which that just as someone that is going to spot them and yes, the oppressed thing is an issue, but also the, Hey, aliens are real thing is also an issue. And as you guys keep bringing up, as soon as the Yerks go full out war, it's like game over for you guys. Right. So, right. Unless the Andalites show up, which you don't think is going to happen. So like if 
you want to keep the whole aliens are real thing, like, <laughs> on the DL, you also need to keep the orc hidden. You can't... Yes, they have to stay in this valley that the Elam is specifically created for them. Which I was also a little confused because I thought, like, even even the Bandalites who have, like, the minds of humans mm-hmm. and are supposedly more intelligent than the hork have trouble finding this place. Mm-hmm. I, like, maybe this is my headcanon. I thought the Elemist made it difficult for, like, you to navigate to unless you were, like pure of heart or some shit <laughs> there was that whole one where they had to do the the fake out with the hork and marco's mom on top of the mountain That's and true. they threw her off the mountain so, so fucking fister three minus two already knows where this is yeah so i feel like if anything this hork would be like oh this is where it is once he gets captured and visser three minus two would be like no, we already did that because he's very We've dumb already as well. blown them up, you idiot. So, I don't know. I just, uh, it seems like they weren't checking against their other books, you know, yes. didn't have that particular thing written in the lore Bible or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I'm not, this one was very, lots of plot holes for me um, in this one. But essentially the theme of this, the theme of this book happens to be, do we tell others about us, the Yerks, the Andalites, all of it. Do we tell people now or do we still wait? Jake, obviously, is team. Let's wait and see what happens. Rachel I is probably the champion of team. Let's tell fucking everybody. So there is a little bit of, like, not tension, but just this competing ideas about how they should proceed as teenage alien invader fighters. <laughs> Teenage alien invader fighters. Teenage alien invader fighters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Jake, in a mood, turns into a peregrine falcon and flies around. He's like, surely there, maybe there's something I've missed. Maybe there are, maybe trees grow guns now. I don't know. But he flies <laughs> up and he notices some beavers building a dam in a nearby lake. And he's like, well, I guess if we make a big enough dam, then we can make a tidal wave to flush out the yerks. So they put that plan in motion, which maybe my brain, maybe I don't understand how water works (laughs) because they're like, we have, it's a matter of like hours at this point. I feel like, Mm -hmm. like the Yerks are going to show up soon. I don't think enough water would build up regardless of how many beavers you have making a dam. I don't think you have enough time and enough water to build up to create a tidal wave capable of washing away giant aliens. Yes, that seems to track with my understanding of water as well. Yeah, if but I am also a water expert. Please correct us. But <laughs> I'm I don't know. Like, how much water is in a river? Like, and is it a river? Because it seems like it's like a quiet little lake. Well, yeah, because the beavers dammed it up, right? Okay. See, so maybe... you already have surpassed my knowledge of water. Right. I think that like. I don't know. I don't know how I don't anything works. How bodies of water are I don't know how anything <laughs> works with beavers. Why do they do the things they do? Why beef? Why? Why beef? Um, I'm pretty sure that some lakes, or some like, sometimes beavers can dam stuff up enough to like create a lake situation, but okay. not. 
like it would have to be it would have to be a, there has to be a river flowing at mm-hmm. some point or some sort of flow of water for it to be a dam right? right so my assumption was just that they were building a dam somewhere else not where the original beavers were so that's kind of irrelevant if it was a lake or not it was yeah. beaver made or whatever but they were um, hanging out at the beaver lodge because they like scared them oh yeah lodge. that's true I yeah See, i don't know my thing I don't is know. like i've been to the hoover dam so, uh-huh. like, I've seen how big a dam has to be. Yes. And I just cannot believe that five little beavers can chop down enough trees. Not in this time frame, certainly. Because this no. is a thing that, like, beavers can, like, drastically affect the environment. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think in this time frame. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> if a woodchuck had to fight the years. <laughs> if a woodchuck was a beaver. <laughs> That too. <laughs> oh, water experts, get at us. <laughs> Tell us how dams work. <laughs> beaver experts, but not the pervy kind. You know what we mean. You know what type of beavers we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they put this silly plan in motion. Whatever. They also notice a group of humans camping nearby that they think aren't yerks. Because they've left enough trash around humans, right? They've left enough trash around that Jake is like, they've probably been here for more than three days. Probably not Yerks. That's okay. Like Bold. the number, the, right? The number of ways. So they're like, oh, it's a group of campers. They've been here for more than three days. So they're not Yerks. It's like, okay. Number one, you know that most of the time. The Yerks are like, there is one or two Yerks in a group infiltrating the group, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, why would you not think, okay, maybe one of them's a Yerk and drove home for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Got there late. Like, I have been on enough, you know, family camping trips where people show up the next day at 10 a.m. and are like, we did the camping. And it's like, you didn't. But, you you know, I guess you hang out by the lake for a day. (laughs) (laughs) That would be me. Yeah, I mean, if, if my Ew, parents were camping, <laughs> I I don't mind camping, but I also haven't been in a very long time. So clearly I don't like it enough to put any effort into going and doing it. It's not if someone is like, hey, you want to go on a vacation, mm-hmm. It'll it's going to be outside. You have to sleep on the ground. Mm-hmm. And also there are no like there's no running water, no toilets. Won't be able to like really brush your teeth or enjoy fine dining. Um, Mm -hmm. and the only entertainment is we're outside. I'd be like, "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) very easy. No, (laughs) they, they, Jake and Tobias go down as humans to try and get the, these other campers to leave. And first Jake is like, Hey, you got to go. Cause the park rangers are closing the park. There's going to be some bad snow. And the people are like, snow? This early? And Jake's like, yeah, I know, right? Weird. And then one of the adults comes out and he's like, actually, here's my television showing the weather channel. It's going to be fucking fine. Stop trying to steal our campsite, you asshole. Jake gets so embarrassed. (laughs) That was such a weird moment because it's like so uncommon for the Animorphs to have to like do social situations mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. or it's like this i think this is the first time i felt secondhand embarrassment in an animorphs book and i don't like it yeah usually it's the viscer that they're embarrassing not mm-hmm. not actual human conversation like they've just forgotten how to interact with people i think yeah <laughs> 
So plan B, Jake just turns into a tiger. <laughs> and everyone's like, holy shit. It's okay, guys, because they're all Trekkies, so they were ready for the alien invasion. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have a different understanding of the Star Trek fandom than is the actual case. I didn't think that being a Trekkie meant that you thought Star Trek was real. Um that wasn't my understanding of it, but yeah. I guess maybe it does. Maybe it's like a Snape Wives situation, you know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they were like, they were like, oh, yeah, this is this all is a secret. And you're you don't want to break the prime directive or whatever it is. I'm not a huge Star Trek uh, expert. Sorry. But um. They like they put they basically Jake is like aliens are coming to kill everybody they're gonna take over your brains and blah 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 gives them the whole spiel, and these guys are so into Star Trek that they just like they're like okay this is canon now um, <laughs> we are fully in the Federation. <laughs> kind Here of- would be I think my assumption if this happened like if this was set now uh-huh. would be that this group of Trekkies assumed that one of them had like paid for a like interactive experience or 100%, something yeah mm-hmm. right so i'm like this makes sense now in the age of escape rooms and the disney world star wars hotel and like all this other shit where everybody just loves those immersive experiences but i don't think in 2000 that would be you know it it does just seem that they really do believe that there are aliens yeah. though i mean you see someone turn into a tiger that's true. That's hard to fake. But everything else, like, they were so quick to be like, the child who turned into a tiger in front of my eyes is certainly the good guy and not right, 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 tricking right, right. us. There's yes. a lot of that in kind of these interactions, this and the, like, worship one where it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, we know which one's the good guys because we just do. And it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, we're just right. assuming and I hope it works out in the end. Although I guess technically maybe the Yerks have been cut. We just haven't seen that angle because there are plenty of Yerks who became Yerks controllers voluntarily, or not Yerks, but controllers who became controllers voluntarily. So maybe like that was the story with some of them was the Yerks were like, oh, we're, you know, the good guys in this alien invasion. But I don't know. (laughs) Who's to say? (laughs) Who's to say? They, instead of leaving the campsite these humans are like let's i want to help fight the bad invading aliens and we want to go with you shapeshifters to do so and well one of the guys is like my wife would kill me if i did that lol so he leaves but then another family is like okay we'll take lots of pictures and jake is like no 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 don't take pictures no no you won't we won't take pictures wink wink (laughs) (laughs) so they take them back up to hork hq and humans help fight. They 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 get in the assembly line to make spears, and they just hang out and chill, I guess. And then battle arrives. Fight, 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 fight. Tons of Hork-Bajir, Taxons, and Visser 3-2 arrive. Um, there's, like, a little bit of guerrilla warfare. Like, oh, they, they fell for our trenches, and we're going to stab them with our spears now. Ha-ha, small victory. Then Visser 3 minus 2 morphs into, I think it's the giant thing that ate Elfangor, maybe. I don't know. It's one of, like, it's like an old morph that they haven't seen in a while that, like, spits fire conveniently. Um, and he's, like, burning down the forest. 
But also, inconveniently, at one point, Jake mm-hmm. bites onto the back of his neck or something, and it's like, he can't spit fire at me without getting fire on himself. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like maybe the thing that spits fire should also be resistant to fire damage. Maybe that's just the D&D in me coming out, but that <laughs> seems like an think. oversight on like an evolutionary, evolutionary scale to have a yes. creature that creates immense heat. And then like... Whenever it bites them, they're like, it's so hot. It burns. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so he probably can handle fire on his <laughs> Why? Body. Why? Like, just Visser 3 minus 2 being so, so incompetent. All of the aliens that aren't the Andalites kind of seem to come off this way a little bit at times. Just like, why, why would a creature like that exist? Why would a creature <laughs> that can create fire with its body not be impervious to that fire? I mean, I think we also have some serious questions about why the Andalites exist the way they do, too. Also yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Jake gets in this big fight with the Visser, um, and he's like, Tobias is flying around. He's like, Tobias, tell Axe to release the logs, I guess. And then Tobias is like, all right. But then he gets, like, shot down. And they're like, no, Axe isn't going to find out now. But he does. It's not. It's, like, very low stakes. Axe releases the logs. The tidal wave comes, puts out the Visser's fires, and washes him away. Um, And everyone celebrates. They're like, yay, we did it. Toby. But they're like, they're like, no, this is just, this was just a small battle. Like, they're going to come back. They've, like, these trees are burned down now. So they're going to come back with guns and spaceships. You guys are fucked. And Toby's like, yeah, we know. We're going to go hide until this whole war is over, I guess. We just wanted to be able to fight for our freedom once. Like, you we knew just you were going to lose. I t- Toby. I mean, I get it. I get the sentiment, right? But that was not a good tactical decision. <laughs> and like also, you've been fighting for your freedom by, like, getting people out simply of. Simply existing. Yes. And yeah. going and getting more. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So wild, a wild uh, call from Toby, the only intelligent hork Bajir, but here we are. Absolutely, absolutely. And then also one of the human volunteers' dads dies sad. Probably and then, never hear from them again. Yep, yeah, oh yeah, no. His name was like Richard. I also fully thought that the way this book was going to go at one point, at first I thought it was the Tom thing. Nope, got off that exit real quick. <laughs> yep. Then I thought when they were doing the beavers and they were doing like the people and whatever, that they were going to, don't, that they were going to be like, <laughs> they were going to be like, we don't have enough beavers to beaver power. And then they were going to turn all of the volunteers into beavers with the morphing cube. I thought we were finally going to get some new morph people. I did also think there was going to be an expansion of morphers. Yeah, especially with those two kids. I was like, okay, here we go. Teenagers give teenagers teenage morphing fighting aliens um yes (laughs) but no that was not the case we just ended up with a dead dad how come since marco's parents are in hiding why don't they just give them morphing abilities and then they can also just morph um because you know (laughs) so dumb and bad i think honestly like the real meta text reason would be that if they had an adult <laughs> who could morph they would we have would, to be in charge we would need to restructure right yes. <laughs> like, yeah 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 so i get why they can't from that aspect but the fact that his parents are apparently okay with him going off and doing these missions and are just not helping in any way aside from occasionally making radio shack tech for them 
what is what is marco's mom doing the formerly former visser one retired now i guess she's just hanging out and trying to uh seduce her husband back from that home wrecker (laughs) (laughs) oh so i don't know that all happens jake Mm. goes home and reads his ancestor's diary here's that story his ancestor isaiah fitzhenry union soldiers camped out somewhere in tennessee I did have that moment during this when I was when he was like, we had to look out for for the boys in gray on the way. And I was like, fuck, which one's blue? Which one's gray? <laughs> These are the good guys, right? We're not going to go down that path, right? OK, no, we're good. We're good. I had to ask Michael, did Tennessee secede? He's like, yes. I was like, OK. He's <laughs> like, I just really want to make sure this isn't a two brothers yes oh my god that that it almost was there is a point where i was like this is two brothers situation going in here we'll get to it union soldiers camped out somewhere in tennessee fitz henry is a young lieutenant like drawing parallels to jake he's like "Mm, you're too young to be leading union soldier situation anyway they're waiting for an ambush from confederate soldiers they know that a Cap, no, not Captain Corporal. I don't know what I, Forrest. Some dude named Forrest is out there with like 500 people, and they're gonna come attack them. Most of Fitzhenry's troops are sick or wounded, but then a group of liberated slaves shows up at the campsite, saying they want to help fight with the Union soldiers. Fitzhenry says no, but you can dig some holes for us. Cool. That's where that section, this is told like, it's not exactly alternating chapters. I think it's like two chapters each. Yeah. And they go back and forth. Um, The next time we're with him, there's a Christmas party. And the local population in Tennessee is like, wow, you can't let black people fight with you because then they'll want things like equal rights. We can't have that. Fitzhenry is like, you guys don't believe in integration. Um, I think that's the way forward. And everyone laughs at him. And they're like, if you let these boys fight with you, then we are going to pull our support from from your troops. And you can just go hungry, I guess. And Fitzhenry leaves. He also seems to have like a weird crush on the one lady. Yeah. There was like, like something going on. So There was some weird thing with Sally and she was like married to the dude who was the most racist. Mm-hmm. And then he was like kept like he'd be like, sometimes I just thought and sat and thought of Sally. And I'm like, in a sexual manner? I know this yeah. is like a children's book, so we can't. <laughs> is that what is being implied here? Or like, what is the deal? Like. Yes. Yeah. He was always very aware of what Sally was doing. And Sally Mm -hmm. was very like, did not have the same beliefs as her husband, but she's a woman. So what can she do? You know? Yes. She can just walk out and pout in the kitchen. Yes. Be very disappointed. Um, there is eventually like a small skirmish. So like a small group of this person's troops, the Confederate soldiers come in and and attack um and Fitzhenry's troops the union is um the victor they come out the victor but more people are injured and Fitzhenry is like what can I do then the leader of the former slaves whose name is Jacob Mm. is like please give us a chance to fight for our freedom so Fitzhenry is like fine I guess I have no choice at this point and they do like what it was a muster enlistment or something I don't like the one that's like on the fly where you just like put people in the army and it's not like the most official but it works teaches them how to use guns there is another fight this time with like all the troops jacob and fitzhenry are killed (laughs) 
the among, end. Like everyone else, I'm assuming. I don't know. This guy was like talked about as a Civil War hero, and he does die ultimately in like very unfavorable odds. But okay, he also didn't accomplish anything. Yes, <laughs> I was expecting them to win this fight, but. Let's talk about the weird vibes. I mean, maybe they won and we just don't know that because he died and that was the end of his viewpoint, right? Could like be. it was just. So there's yeah. a few weird vibes. There's a few different angles of weird vibes here. And I want to mm-hmm. go with the um, least problematic here, which is like, well, still pretty problematic. But in addition to Sally, Isaiah and Jacob, is that a thing? Was that a thing? Oh, I don't know. They shared a lot of looks. Just just want to throw that out there. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so weird vibes. Let's talk about, I kind of hinted at it earlier. I just, this feeling of like equating black people, former slaves with having aliens. the same freedom fight with actual aliens made of knives. Mm-hmm. This not being a comparison that sits very nicely with me today in 2021. So I would like to throw out I don't hmm, I think we are definitely supposed to be drawing parallels between the Hork Bajir mm-hmm. and the formerly enslaved folks mm-hmm. but I think we are also supposed to be drawing parallels between those two groups and the Trekkies so to of like they are being told about this fight and wanting to join the fight and it is their mm. right to join the fight I could right see that too yeah so i think that i mean like i'm not saying it mitigates it entirely but i think that it's like okay if it was just <laughs> slave formerly enslaved folks and aliens it's yeah. like that's pretty fucked up but like, yeah yeah i think it's trying to say something a little bit more like universal about this being you know, like across times and species and more people. Yes. That it's like, if you are, if that it is the morally right thing to do, because I think this is kind of getting into serious theories Mm -hmm. that again, I'm back to believing that we're going to keep doing this waffling bullshit on does everyone know about the Yerks? Do they not know about the Yerks? Oh, it's coming. They're going to reveal. And I think the end of the series is going to be the big reveal and asking everyone else to join the fight. Mm Because I think mm -hmm. that might be what the underlying, like, overall theme of this is that, like, it is your right as a sentient creature to be aware of what's going on and to make an informed decision for yourself, right? Yes. So... Now that I've said all that, it is still pretty fucked up. It <laughs> that's is, the main okay. parallel that's being drawn. The fact that we have two characters named Jacob. Mm-hmm. Jake, the leader of the Animorphs. Yes. Jacob, the, the elected leader, I guess, of this group of formerly enslaved people. Like, I don't know. Well, Matt kind of draws draws the, the conclu- or, um that kind of, Draws a different parallel, too. Draws a different parallel yeah. between Jake and Jacob of, like, okay, so the Animorphs kind of fit into that same thing of once you're aware of the fight that you uh, – that it is your your right and your duty to choose whether or not to fight, right? Like Yes. And I think that's probably something we get a little bit more in the next Rachel Yes, POV. true, true. Um, yeah. It just – it was it was weird. It wasn't exactly clear – what we were supposed to be like, what the one-to-one was. And maybe yeah. maybe there wasn't a one-to-one. Maybe it was just here, similar circumstances. I think the, th- the problem is that it was like a one-to-one-to-one-to-one. 
and there are a lot of different things being drawn in, but the mm-hmm. two that were introduced at about the same time mm-hmm. was the Hork-Bajir conflict and the uh, This whole slaves. civil war. <laughs> the civil war. Well, this specifically the enslaved, yeah, formerly yeah, yeah. enslaved conflict of, like, we want to fight as well. That that, that instigating thing was put basically at the same point in the narrative. So those can, like those parallels are drawn a lot more tightly, right? Yes. All that aside, we also did the second thing, white savior. Yes, this is also an issue. Yes. This story, <laughs> again, maybe why I had trouble trying to suss out, like, where, who, what we were supposed to pull away from the story is, is a story about formerly enslaved people being told through the viewpoint of mm-hmm. a white man who gets to decide their fate once again, you know? And I, why? I like, I get, I get it. <laughs> Jake himself is not black. So like he has, he has a white ancestor, but is this probably the story? many, probably a lot. Yeah. Is this the story we needed to tell with Jake's ancestors? And I'm not saying it had to be like a Cassie POV. I'm just saying there's surely another example of fighting for a cause that you believe in that. Well, I don't know. White people mm. just. Yeah. I'm trying mind. to think. I'm trying to think <laughs> where we could flop Jake's ancestor in and have this work. Maybe the American Revolution. That might have maybe worked. worked. We, he, we already know Jake died at the crossing of the Delaware. Yeah, so. so that was a little traumatic. I also feel like if we had a Cassie POV for this book, that would a hundred percent end up worse though. Yeah. Because I think that like I don't want that story to be handled by this cadre mm-hmm. of authors necessarily. Like sorry, but yeah, I, I feel like we have seen kind of as mentioned several times, like issues of race are handled in a very late nineties, early aughts way in this book series. Colorblind. Yeah, and I don't know that I I want I would want a book that delves into Cassie's formerly enslaved ancestors trying to fight in the Civil War. I yes. think that would end poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know the racial makeup of the Ghost Riders. I did try to look it up, but I couldn't find any information from a quick mm. Google, so I didn't look into it any further because I'm lazy. But yeah, that would have been perhaps not the correct method of going about things so i don't know this could have been like you could have had it be grandpa g and have it have been like normandy or something i don't know it could have been like a captain america situation i don't know anything about grandpa g (laughs) i just i i feel that this book was trying really hard Mm -hmm. to make some points Yes. And I don't think that the things it introduced, both in terms of, like, textual structure Mm -hmm. and problematic historical content, were worth it for the points that it was trying to make. I feel like those points could have been made without this stuff, right? Agreed. Yes. I think, like, that's that's the whole series is doing that work. Like, we don't... We didn't need to take a step back in time. Yeah. At all. Especially, especially, it's so weird to like, we have done time travel in this series before mm-hmm. that it it's delivered in this manner of like, Jake doesn't, Jake isn't getting this full story either. This is not the story that's written in the diary. It is the ancestors mm-hmm. full POV. 
but how are we how are we getting this story as the audience when you have like created this metatextual reason that we're getting the rest of the story like how did we get this it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and it's some shitty white savior shit that really? like and again too with it not being in the diary this is just like occurring to me like this is this is not a diary this is first person point of view from mm-hmm. lieutenant Fitzhenry, and then the use of like completely fine english no dialects or anything written for any of mm-hmm. the characters and then we randomly get the word massa like yeah that's not that whole i don't interaction. even feel comfortable saying it that way like it's not yeah that whole interaction with that particular showing the formerly enslaved folks how to shoot guns part was so like cringy to me and just like the peak of like look at this nice white man teaching these people how to shoot guns so they can fight for their freedom. It's like so. <sighs> and if only he could see me now, is mm-hmm. like the phrase. And just like, I don't believe that this child would be that invested in. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. It, <laughs> it read really weird. <laughs> it read very oddly. But that being like the only dialectical Mm-hmm. choice in this entire thing like there's even a scottish person and the scottish person has like maybe says like ain't or me instead of my you know but like it's not written we don't out. get a single awk yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought we'd left that in the past <laughs> scottish time travel will be with us always <laughs> but yes i know it was it was a choice i didn't care mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm and then my least favorite thing about this whole section, uh, going yes. kind of going along with the whole white savior thing, is this this point in the ch- in the story where they have captured a Confederate soldier, and they are in, uh, interrogating him at camp, and the the Confederate soldier they consistently refer to as rebels throughout, and I'm just just call them Confederates like. Okay, whatever. I just I just have bad vibes from the whole like rebel thing because I live in Georgia and there's a lot of that going around. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> he the Confederate is like not giving anything up, right? And Fitzhenry says, "I forgot my anger long enough to empathize. This low-ranking rebel was fighting for a cause he thought was right for his home, his people." He was badly mistaken, but that didn't change his valiant spirit. Were our roles reversed, I hope I would rally in kind. I'm like, why? It's about states' rights. It's, it's not. He just wanted <laughs> to keep people enslaved, and that is not someone you should empathize with. He made his choice. It's a bad one. It, oh, God. Okay. I think that there is... Um, room for nuance in understanding the way that the average confederate soldier was not benefiting from owning slaves in Mm -hmm. a they were you know themselves owned a whole plantation like i get that people did not have slaves i get that not every confederate soldier was a slave owner And I get that even at the time, probably a lot of Confederate soldiers would not say we're doing it because we love slavery Mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm sure that they had a myriad of reasons for thinking that they were involved in this war. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
but the cause of the, but like, I'm sorry. But here, reading in 2021, at best, were, had fallen to a sort of propaganda that was interested in making them think that uh, subjugating other races would fix their shitty position in life. At best, that would be be where where they're coming at this from, right? Mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slavery is okay because X Y Z because of whatever stupid racist reason. States um, rights and states rights, blah blah blah. But like, I don't know that we need that in a ch- like. I don't know yeah. that we need to both sides it in a fucking children's that book. That was my like, thing. Yeah, if you're going, if you're gonna write a book aimed towards. I mean, I still, this is like kind of bordering middle grade YA for me at this point, mm-hmm. but still like origins in middle grade being sold at scholastic book fairs in schools, elementary schools, junior highs. Yes. I feel like you have a responsibility there to be like, that wasn't, that wasn't right. We don't right. need to glorify anything. I think that is. We don't need to admire Confederates. Exactly. Just like, and I, I know, you it's know, like every. calling them rebels makes me feel like there was a reason. Whatever. Just call them traitors. It's yes. fine. Yeah. Uh, Insurrectionists. <laughs> I also feel like, like, I know, you know, every argument gets drawn back to Nazis, but like, it's the same vibe as that, right? Like, we don't need to humanize the Nazis. Correct. We don't need we to don't do need that. We don't need a romance novel where we don't Nazi need romance in love with <laughs> about mm, Nazis. Mm, mm, mm. I can I can understand that probably on the individual level they had nuanced thoughts and feelings and behaviors, and still think that their movement as a whole was evil and against like every moral standard that we should have as people. Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. I get it that probably that individual Confederate had his reasons for being in the Confederate army, but frankly, I don't care. And I, <laughs> like, you know, and I don't, I don't want to read about like, oh, we should have empathy for, for, and I, nah. I get this is a little hypocritical of me since I've always been like kind of team, like we need to understand the Yerks and like maybe there are good Yerks and whatever, mm-hmm. but also that is a fictional thing in a book series mm-hmm. not not the actual not history that we see repeating itself today yes not the actual support of however you slice it state right states rights or otherwise the enslavement of other human beings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that we still have monuments up for today like that we still people. have monuments up for and yep. that is one of the worst humanitarian like crises in history was mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the forced enslavement and movement of african peoples to the americas so like I get, I get it, I do, but like I don't give a shit. I, like, also I don't know say, why this book gives a shit. Like two thousand, I understand. Different time, twenty-one years ago, right? Yes, math is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is just this is where the foundations are laid for people like of our generation and. It didn't. It didn't help anything. I'll tell you that. Looking at both sides didn't help anything. <laughs> it's the whole the <laughs> the tolerance of intolerance paradox, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's the whole just. <laughs> I, had, I had to talk to Michael about this the other night, but the whole thing going on, like book tour of like just let people like what they like. No, if what you like is harmful, cannot allow that. <laughs> it, well, it's not. It's not even a cannot allow for me. Mm-hmm. It's that. I I'm fine with no what don't careful how you finish that yeah first off I don't know what specific like what we white like oh, what you like, like we're talking about pedophilia not pedophilia oh, I guess gotcha, you gotcha. know what I'm talking about though yeah sure yes. sure yes if you all don't at home that's too bad you do your own research on book Twitter 
I feel like so much of the like, like what you like, whatever kind of discourse, it's like, yeah, everybody can like what they like, but I am also allowed to point out Mm -hmm. when that shit is problematic. Mm -hmm. Like what you like applies to like pumpkin spice lattes, not (laughs) civil rights violations. Right, right. (laughs) It's just very silly. Yes. And by silly, I mean horrific. (laughs) Horrific. And it's still happening today. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know if you saw that, like, Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, I think, together wrote a book that was, like, the whole, yeah, yeah, the red people, blue people, let's all be purple people situation. I'm like, stop. It's 2021. What are you, what are you two doing? We are in the middle of a pandemic where people are not getting vaccines. What are you doing? Stop it. Let's all be vaccinated people. I think that was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Mm, I don't know. Did they maybe do a sequel or something? I don't know. But, because I remember a big dust up about that at the time and even at the time I think it was like in the middle if of like. If it was like, any time after 2016 I'll, I'll Yeah that's it. kind of I was going to say it's kind of it was, you know uh, the last the last six five years or so have not been um have really shown us the flaws in both sidesism you know Yep. I still think there is value in like understanding the other's point of view their motivations so that way you can better argue against them but i don't think there is value in romanticizing that correct yeah you know i think that's really what what i come down to Mm -hmm. don't glorify it here's a segue for you who's your most valuable morph (laughs) (laughs) oh god i kind of have even forgotten the morph part of this book they all became beavers for a very brief and weird damn building project oh god um i don't know man i don't know tobias maybe because he got shot out of the air and i feel like you know simply because he had a task to accomplish and he did even though he was shot down out of the sky maybe axe for releasing the the damn (laughs) release the logs just seemed like a lot of people were doing a lot of nothing in this one i agree it was uh just a lot of internalizing of jake in which a way that i don't ever i don't want to be in jake's head i don't like it there i'm sorry <laughs> uh, which kind of gets us back into serious theories i've already discussed the one mm-hmm. um i also feel like i predicted a little while ago we were gonna get a book for each morph in kind of more of a like wrapping up that is true yeah sort of way i feel like maybe this is jake's i don't know i don't know we did get it like it was a very there's definitely been a lot of books that are separating that more from the like separating the main store like the group right so -hmm. like we had cassie and by herself in australia we have um marco running off with his dad marco running up with his dad we have uh jake having flashbacks just kind of being in the same narrative glad his parents or his ancestors were fighting for the union i guess right but but either way half of the book was not spent with the rest of the group right um so i mean we are kind of seeing this more individualistic sort of approach deep dive into each of the teenagers yeah yeah Mm. and maybe that will continue next uh book spoiler alert it it does does. Uh, morbid moment I don't think really anything besides what we've already talked about in which case it is the I don't know I don't even know how to sum it up in a way just listen to the past 
I would say it's minutes. the moment when the uh, when Jacob takes a bullet for Isaiah and then Isaiah also dies. I think that is. I fully thought that Jake, Jacob. I forgot who was who, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that sucks. War yep. is atrocious. War is bad, but you have to have the right to do it. I guess is the moral. I guess. Cool. America. Uh, America. Let's talk about what we're doing next. Please, let's leave this this place. <laughs> And never return. Never Just kidding. return. We'll, we'll be back in two weeks for more of this. Um, next week, we you. are starting um, my new unit yes, on your horror unit on psychological, psychological horror thrillers. Yeah, psychological horror with uh, Misery by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, we'll be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number forty-eight: The Return. Yes, who's returning? You'll have to find out. You'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, if you're a water expert, please tell us <laughs> tell us how many beavers and how many logs it would take to build a dam capable of wiping giant aliens out of a forest. Tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us, ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Or else... I'm going to make you read my old diaries from. Ooh, I want to do that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon that we don't have, say, and I will upload diary entries. <laughs> that's a stretch goal on our there Patreon. You go. mm-hmm. once, we're, once we're making like $1,000 a month. <laughs> Instead of just pouring money down the toilet reading these books. Pouring money down the toilet? What are you talking about? This is the, this is the peak of literature. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, Axe, you just make me all tingly when you talk all (laughs) smart-like. Thanks, Marco. (laughs) A late-stage ship coming in here. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, they're both nerds, computer nerds. And they're the only single ones in the group. Got pair of the spares. That did just remind me of the time that I went camping on a family camp- camping trip, uh-huh. and we all had glow sticks, and um, we cut them open, and we're using them as, like, glow paint, and, oh. like, which is a good idea until yeah. you realize that, That's at least glass. at the time, yes, glow sticks have glass in them. <laughs> <laughs> so all of us kids just had, like, all these cuts all up on us, and we're like, what happened? I don't know, but I think my my blood glows now. <laughs> One of my cousins, like, fully bit through one of the glow sticks and his mouth was bleeding. Like, it was a disaster. Mm. Is that the Uh. same cousin who was afraid that the captions would hurt him? No. Or not captions, the the credits. It was the other cousin who's the same age as that cousin. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It tracks. (laughs)